Today, I welcome my friend Lauren Davis to the podcast, aka the Branding and Social Media Whisperer. Lauren is a digital branding strategist who focuses on personal branding, which goes hand in hand with social media. Lauren loves teaching people strategies that she uses with personal brands, podcasters, speakers, and leaders all over the world. She helps you be more visible online as well as increase your personal branding strategy and personal brand presence through your social media. Instead of using social media as an afterthought, she teaches you how to use the tool for success. My biggest takeaway from this episode is the biggest mistakes people make on social media and how you can make social media fun and exciting. So today, we are thinking big on branding and social media. Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast with Sean Osborne, the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential. Sean believes by equipping you with the tools, strategies, and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life, you can achieve anything you believe in. Empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives, community, and our world. Now, here's Sean. Well, Thinking Big Tribe, I want to welcome... I actually call you the branding and social media whisperer. Okay. I mean, oh, I like that. This is <laughs> Lauren Davis. Because you do stuff with, with social media that, that I just don't think of. I, I see your stuff and I'm like going, golly, why didn't I think of that? That is genius. Yeah. So I steal a lot of your stuff, by the way. So oh. uh, <laughs> everyone, w- welcome uh, welcome Lauren to, uh, to the show. Uh, she's a digital branding strategist, uh, marketing, and also kind of the social media side. So it's really, to me, I, I see you as two things, more of a personal branding, but how we use our social media. To me, social media is our brand. So mm-hmm. if we're if we're branding ourselves, if we're so doing social media correctly, we're actually, that's actually our, in a way, promoting or uh, it is or whatever. It's our, our uh, personal brand. So that's why I love following you. You're, by the way, your, your Facebook group. See, I'm not a marketer or a social media person per se, but I love your Facebook group because I just learned so much stuff from it Thank and, you. Uh, from an end user that does fantastic stuff. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And as we've mentioned, you know, we've, I've known you, known of you for about, I'd say a little over a year. And then we've got to know each other a little bit over the last six months. Friends, we have, you know, kind of run in the same circles a little bit. So I've been able to kind of look and see your stuff over the past year and, and absolutely fell in love with all of your, all of your stuff, your podcast. Oh man, I, I, we'll, we'll get to that. I, I, I dive too quick. I, I go in. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you but, so much uh, for having me. This is great. And I'm excited to be here. And um, yeah, I think, I think what you said is correct. I think that a lot of people use social media or think of social media as the afterthought of their personal brand. Like, oh, I'll just pay someone to do that or someone can just do that on the side, um, but they don't use it or think of it like a tool. And they maybe it's because they don't realize how impactful and powerful of a tool it can be when it's used correctly and authentically. So I love teaching people strategies that I use with personal brands and podcasters and speakers and leaders all over the country and really the world to talk about Um, I love working with them to learn how to be more visible online and to increase their personal brand strategy and their personal brand presence through their social media. And instead of using it as an afterthought, use it as a tool for their success. 
See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Genius. I mean, <laughs> so there's just as an example, you know, we both do a podcast. I think both podcasts are great. But you go in and you like do all this extra stuff on your like your show notes. I'm like, oh, come on. You just showed me up on show. I'm like, you do. So you do these things that I don't think about as a, you know, since I'm not a, a marketing person, I don't, it's not natural for me to think, Hey, why don't I do these show notes and do all these, you know, uh, sub things in there and here's what we learned. And here's, I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Lord, now, now I'm going to have to do this too, because you, you, you do. This. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make? Okay. Now I'm full disclosure here. You're on here for a podcast. You're doing a podcast, but that's not. Right. I, I get my own thirty-minute to one-hour one-on-one coaching is yeah. what this really is. So <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, the I'm great just part about you know, having I'm, I'm a podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So I get so I get some great coaching. But what's the biggest mistakes that you see people doing, both on like Instagram, on on Facebook, on you know what? What are some of the big ones that that you see? Okay. So I think, well, first of all, I want to say, touch on that podcast, the show notes thing. One, I have a wonderful person who helps me write my show notes. I kind of gave her the format that I would like to see the show notes in. And I said, I would like to pull out this many bullet points of what people have learned or what they can learn in there. And then I I have her go to it. And then I maybe switch up a few things in the end and, and change it up. And it's really a teamwork effort. Like I can't stress that enough. So I have someone write my show notes, but I did make sure that she could write in my voice. I made sure that we we work together well, that we're very efficient together. And then I made sure that she was okay with me editing some things to make it a little bit more me. And what happens is a very great collaborative effort on the show notes. So I just can't, I couldn't let that pass without saying that, you know, part of this is working with as a team. But second of all, um, I think that I wanted, when I started having my own podcast, I wanted to have a podcast that I was searching for. So when I'm searching for a podcast, like you and I know entrepreneurs, we don't have like a ton of time. Like we have, if our goal is to build a life where we have more time to do things we want to do, but we don't have like endless hours of every day to listen to podcasts. And so when I'm searching for a podcast or I'm searching for something to listen to or something to read, I need to know what I'm going to learn from this episode immediately. Like I got to, I'm not going to wait 20 minutes until I'm in the podcast episode to be like, okay, this was a waste of time. So I am a show notes reader. If I go to your podcast and I look at your show notes and I don't see what I'm looking for, I'm going to move on. And so that's why I wanted, I made sure that my show notes were very important and that they were a pivotal piece of my episodes. And that's why I hired my podcast edit, my podcast show notes writer. Her name is Jen Cook and she is in that Facebook group. If you ever wanted to connect with her yourself. I'm going to have to, I'm yeah. going to have to connect with her. But here's the thing. I think it's so, yes, you're having, you know, you're collaborating and you're having people, you know, you outsource some of your stuff, but it's your creativity that got that going without your creativity, you know, without your creative thought on, Hey, this is how I want it to be. Yes. Uh, that would have never, never happened. And and most people who aren't in marketing don't think about that. And, that, and that's my point is I never thought, Hey, and, and truly though, your show notes, those, those of you listening that, that have a podcast, <laughs> your show notes, that is a search engine. It's almost, it's almost like a blog. It people is. can, your show notes are searchable within a lot of the different, uh, within the different platforms. So 
it is very important that you put in show notes. And see, I, I, do, I do it wrong. So like I'll, I'll do like a transcript of, of the podcast and put that down at the bottom, but that's not, I look at yours and it's like, oh, I'm so amateur. <laughs> no, I'm not so, at all. Not at all. I, it's just a strategy. When, when I look at yours. It's just applying certain strategies and also thinking deeply about like how you decide to listen to a podcast. Is it the title? Well, maybe the titles are more important to you as, as Sean Osborne, like that's, what is important to you? Is it the show notes? Is it what you're going to learn from it? Is it mindset? Is it the keywords? Like, is it the category? So I think it's just one of those things like you have to take into account what is meaningful to the audience that you're serving. So the second question you asked me is what are the some of the big mistakes I see people doing online when trying to build their personal brand using social media? And the one mistake I see over and over and over again is that people think they need to be on every single platform all at once and be doing it at full capacity altogether. And while that is an ultimate goal, nobody has time for that when they're first starting out. And what I always recommend that someone does is take one platform that they love that makes social media fun for them. So whatever platform that might be, just make pick one that makes makes you excited to open up your phone or excited to open up your computer and see what's new see what's happening, find one social media platform that is relatively fun for you, and then find one then which is the next best place that your audience is going to show up. So focus on those two platforms first, and start with the one that makes it really fun. Because you can generally apply many of the same principles, even though the behaviors and algorithms are different on each platform, you can generally apply a lot of the same relationship building principles that you do on one platform to the other platform and you can master those two platforms. Once you master those two platforms, you can move on to another platform and learn another one. But I recommend choosing that one and really thinking about that one that makes it fun for you because if you can make social media fun and exciting, then you can master the rest of the platforms too over time. And you don't have to go 125% all at once every single day of your life. Um, another mistake I see oh, is that, that people think they need, they ask me all the time, like, don't I need to post two times a day in order to have engagement or in order to get eyeballs and followers? And the answer is no, you need to post consistently. And as many times as you can post consistently, um, that is how many times you should be posting. So if you can po only post three times a week, that's how many times you should post. If you can only post once a week, that's how many times you should post. But what you shouldn't do is drop off the face of the earth after posting for a few weeks because then you're gonna have a whole algorithm engagement dip. And then the algorithm, it's gonna be a lot harder to get um, Instagram saying that this is a page that people wanna pay attention to. So consistency is so much more important than, than the amount of times that you post. Oh, and I've been there. I've, I've been in that uh, where I didn't post and boy, I noticed that big time. Yeah, it's Now, a lot before to we get, get too deep in, see, I was so excited to get into this because I, I want the coaching. I, I want this. I was so damn, I was so excited. Yeah. I want to know about you. Okay. See, and that's it. We, we, I just went, I, I just went right for the gold. <laughs> I just right in, dived right in, didn't, yeah. didn't even. So everybody, <laughs> see, I, I, oh, I was, see, that's how excited I was to get, to get to this podcast. Yeah. I just dived right in. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited so, to talk so, about every anything you want to talk about. So here, here we are. So I want to, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna definitely get back into this because I still need some yeah. coaching on various things that I'll bring up. <laughs> uh, but tell 
uh, tell everyone about you because we have kind of a same path in essence there's things that we both love that absolutely that drive me to to listen to some of the stuff you do because of where you're at and what you do tell people a little bit about about you and, and kind of how you've got to where you are sure um so i mean I was born in 1987. No, just kidding. <laughs> so I started um, when I was a little kid. Honestly, I started building businesses like you can ask my parents. Um, you know, I was selling rocks. I painted. I painted furniture and I would sell it. I had lemonade stands. I created a can collecting business where I would convince my neighbors to pay them, pay me to pick up their cans. And then I would also recycle them for extra money. So I babysat, I would like create these articulate flyers with my phone number on it that they could tear off and hang them around churches and the YMCA and, um, you know, wherever I thought my ideal clients would be. <laughs> and I was, I didn't realize at the time that this was setting me up for a lifetime of entrepreneurship. I really didn't realize I just, this, it was just something that drove me even as a child, like I could be an author. I could be a speaker. I could, you know, I just wanted to do that. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to um, impact people. So I loved being an entrepreneur. Um, I, when I was maybe in middle school, my mom had a dog biscuit bakery and it was really fun to be part of that as a child, but also like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that, you know, people could have businesses. And my mom has a business. I didn't realize how unique it was at the time. Uh, she, They closed that business when my parents separated and split up and then she reopened it later. So she still now has a dog biscuit bakery. Um, but then when I was 19, I met my boyfriend then, who's my husband now, and he and I decided to dive headfirst into owning a record store and gift boutique. So that opened in 2006. I started working there um, and hanging out with Skylar and running the shop with him about a couple months after he opened. So he was like, I don't know what I did. I made a mistake. <laughs> and we were, I was like, no, you didn't. This is great. Let's do this together. It will be fun. We started our life together, our relationship and a business all at the same time. And so I don't, I think that's a huge part of the story of where I am today, because as I did this in my more adult life as a 19 year old, you know, I was like, so I was, I feel like I was stupid. Like I was like, I didn't, I was too stupid to know that we could quit. You know, I was like, I'm just, no, we're going to do this. It'll be fine. We're going to be fine. <laughs> no, it didn't matter if we, if I ate at my part-time job and then I didn't eat again until I got food again at my part-time job. The next time I worked, I, we were going to just do it and make it happen, you know? And, um, so we quickly realized that there was not enough. It was not enough to just be open. You have to be in people's minds in order for them to want to buy from you or purchase something for you. You have to be part of a community. You have to like cultivate relationships with people. And we were technically nobodies. Like we didn't really have those connections in the community. I was 19. He was 25. We were young. I had just graduated high school and we did. I was like, okay, well, we better start getting out there. So we started networking. We started building relationships. I put us on every social media platform at the time that there was in 2006. So 
um, there was uh, YouTube, Twitter, um, MySpace, <laughs> which we were big on MySpace. <laughs> and uh, I got us on every platform. Google, you know, Yelp, I think was just coming. There was something called Foursquare. There was like all of these different social media platforms that I was like, okay, let's, how can we get onto these social media platforms? How can people know we're there? We started all these um, platforms. I, Facebook started, exi existed, but only for college students. So once I got my college ID email, got us on Facebook and made one of those, you know, weird like personal profiles with the business <laughs> name <laughs> that, you know, used to be there a lot. And, um, and that was, as I was doing that, and I know this sounds like long-winded, but as I was doing that, I started realizing like, wow, this is really lighting a fire under me. Like, this is something I, I was like, what am I doing? I Googled, like, what is it that I'm doing by putting myself online? And I came up with marketing and graphic design because I, I didn't know that that was like a job that existed, to be honest, at that point. I was, right. I was just, I wanted to be a journalist. That was my life dream was to write. And I didn't know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know that I wanted to be a graphic designer, or a marketer. And as I was doing this, I was like, I have never felt this way about anything in my life. It was almost like having butterflies. Like when you first meet someone and you start to like them, you know, it was like, it was like butterflies. I was like, I, this is just so exciting to me to see the behaviors of how people work and how they um, how they are attracted to certain things, um, how people build community, how people build real relationships, and how that affects them walking into the doors of our store, which during the time at a recession, no one really needed records or needed gifts. They just they would come support you if they really wanted to support you. And you know, you wanted to get them into a local business. That's not always the easiest thing either when there's so many big box stores with you where you can get anything you ever need. So we worked really hard. We made touch points in the community. Pretty soon businesses started saying, Lauren, can you do this for us? Like, how are you doing this? How does everyone know about you guys? Um, how are you on the news every week? How are like, how do you keep getting these radio appearances? And I was like, well, you know, I just do this and this and this. And I felt like there was something missing for local businesses. So I did a couple things. I started a nonprofit for local businesses to kind of bring people um, education and bring business owners more, more ways to network and get to know each other and then bring local businesses to the forefront of our community. And then the second thing I did was start my marketing business, which started by helping lots of local business owners and lots of uh, local personalities. And as I started learning more about marketing, I was like, I need to go somewhere else. I want to I want to keep going with this. So I ended up going to some conferences, meeting more people and meeting speakers and podcasters and leaders. And my network just exploded. And so, you know, some people will look and say like, oh, it seems like Lauren just popped out of nowhere overnight. But really, I'm 33 years old and I have like 15 years of experience in this in this business. But when I talk about this story, it's really because I want people to know that the experience I have is real experience. It's not something I turned on a video and watched and or listened to a podcast and I'm now regurgitating it to someone else and pretending like I know what I'm talking about. Like these 
I have blood, sweat and tears in everything I've ever done. And I've been doing this for so long. So um, that's, that's and, that, and I'm telling you that. <laughs> go ahead, that, no, go ahead. And it shows that's it. This is why I call you the branding whisperer. I mean, you just have all these all these things. But you've been around since literally the beginning of what I call digital branding. I mean, there was obviously branding prior to all that. You know, there was print, there was TV, there was all the stuff. But you were at the forefront of what I call the digital, the computer based, you know, the computer based marketing. You've been there since, you know, all of these platforms, uh, platforms started. Yeah. And one of the things you said and I, and I actually still see it today is, and, and I did the same thing is you were an entrepreneur when you were young yeah. and you still look at ways on how, how can I do something with what I have? I've yep. got X now. How can I do something with it? Yeah. I remember in, uh, I think it was third grade. I made a fortune selling, uh, cinnamon toothpicks. Oh, wow. I would get the cinnamon oil and soak soak the toothpicks. I made a fortune at that school. I would go and, and hawk those toothpicks for like a dime a piece and so started doing you know, restaurant. <laughs> I was so the same thing. Started to, and you can tell, I think anybody can be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. can learn to be an entrepreneur, but I do think there's people who learned it very early mm -hmm. yeah, for one reason or another. But I think you did the same thing. And and I you said another important thing. When you started branding or doing this with your companies, like your brick and mortar, your, your, uh, record store, you made it personal. You know, you made it, uh, you made actual connections with people. And yes. I think that is such a huge, huge thing because the same thing happens to me online. You know, I remember, I don't know, three or four years ago, I started a, uh, an Instagram account and I got maybe, uh, I want to say 3,500 people on it, but very little engagement. Mm -hmm. So the numbers don't matter. It's how, how you show up. It's how you connect. It's how you uh, treat people. It's how you act. For instance, I remember, oh, maybe three or four months ago, I posted something on your, uh, on your uh, uh, Facebook, uh -huh. on, on your, uh, on, on, on the group. On the, uh, I bet, yeah, the understanding social media and marketing. And you spell corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> because you care. It, well, it it wasn't. It was almost like a like an ad that I was doing, or or a graphic for something, okay. or maybe it was like a a podcast. Th actually, I think it was a podcast artwork. Okay. And you sent me a private thing saying, "Hey, you've misspelled the uh, or whatever it was." But I'm like, so you're actually, and that's what I'm saying. You're actually out there. You don't just have your groups. You don't just have right. the stuff. You actually care. When people post stuff in your groups, when 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 you interact with people, you're actually looking at them and looking at you know their best interests. So there's a again, there's a huge difference on just putting stuff out there and actually putting stuff out there and and caring about your groups. It I learned the hard way. It, it, it truly is about how we make connections with the people within our within our platforms, whichever platform uh, that you're on. I was telling and, this actually to somebody who I want do one on one coaching with today. Um, we were having a conversation on Boxer. And she was talking about how she just did her first ever coaching call. And with a with a client who booked a coaching call with her. And it, it went really well. And we were talking about it a little bit. And I told her, imagine, there are coaches out there that don't care about the success of their clients that much. Like, the fact that you actually care so much about if you're delivering enough value for what they paid you makes you stand out against so many other people. Because 
a lot of some people just care about closing that sale and they care about uh, more fish with a wider net. They don't care necessarily as much about if they're going to show up and bring the most value. I was like, just remember, there are coaches out there like that. So I I have a feeling because your client told you that you did such an amazing job and she even gave you basically a testimonial on the spot without you prompting it. I have a feeling she found that it was worth her money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Once you, if people know that you care, you, you are 95% ahead of anybody else out there in whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so n- now back to my one-on-one coaching, <laughs> okay. I, I want to get, I want to get this back to me, yeah. back to my one. What do you, what do you find that the, the best platforms are right now? So for instance, I do uh, stuff on Facebook. I do, so on my Facebook, I have my, my page, I have a business page and then I have a group and I'm actually growing the group and it's actually going pretty well. well. Uh, And then I've got my Instagram since the last year, you know, the pandemic hit, you know, almost a year ago right now, Mm -hmm. uh, I've actually had more traction on Facebook before that it was Instagram. And again, I don't know how much real people or, you know, how much, you know, truly Mm -hmm. engagement I got from them, but I'm actually seeing right now more engagement from the people I have on Facebook. What, what platforms are you really kind of seeing a uh, good movement on and, and being able to connect with people? Okay, well, that's a tricky question because it really depends on what your goals are and who your audience is. So um, there's no, like, I can't be like, this is the best social media platform to be on because it's so, so different depending on what your goals are. So right now, which platform for you, Sean, which platform is giving you the most joy when you open it up? Probably my Facebook group. Your Facebook group? Just because, yeah. And I'm at my, God, the business page, it's like like a one-way, it's almost like a a damn rolling brochure. And I Mm -hmm. don't, I don't like that. I don't know what to do with that. Okay. Business page. I mean, it's there. I, I yeah. post to it, but again, it's not interactive. It's not multi. It's just me posting, you know, which is my goal. Don't really get my, much traction. My, I mean, my suggestion with that would be don't stress about it because I can already tell the difference in what you're, how you're reacting from talking about your Facebook group <laughs> to your Facebook page that you're, it's stressing you out. So just don't even worry about that. <laughs> just keep things consistently going on there so it doesn't look like a dead page because if someone does choose to look you up there, they might come across your Facebook group. They might come across something else, but at least they'll know that you're still present. You're still living. There's something coming out, even if even if no one is liking it. If that's not where you're focusing your energy, um, then obviously the results are not going to be there. So, yeah. what I what I'm what I am guessing, since that's what you just said, if your Facebook group is giving you joy, <laughs> then that means that you're putting more of your energy into your Facebook group. So that means like your happy energy is going into that Facebook group. You're spending time in there. You're connecting with people in there because it's yielding you results and it's making you feel very valued in that group. So if that is where you're, you're, you know, having the most exposure, getting the most results, then yeah, focus inside there right now. Um, I would say if you also, since you have a relatively large audience built on Instagram, I would also focus there. So how do people find your Facebook group? Uh, 
So I will post things on other groups. I'll post things like in Instagram. I will post things on my personal page somewhat, but I will post in other uh, in other groups that I'm in, uh, and they'll find it and they'll they'll sign up okay. uh, from my uh, my website. So they there's various ways that people get in, but I grew it uh, from I grew up to it's still very small, but within within a couple months grew it to about 300 people, okay. which for me was a fairly big group considering it was very interactive. So yeah. again, I would rather have 200, 300 people in a very interactive group than 5,000 on a, on a page that's not, not doing anything. Absolutely. And that's, and you still, that's how I feel too. So my group page has, you know, somewhere between three and 500 people in it, but it's very interactive. And I, I don't promote it much because I want the people that find it and the people that are in it to be there for a specific reason. Like I want them to be there to participate, to grow, to learn, and to understand social media better. So I have a feeling that yours is the same way. Yeah. And so again, I I look at your stuff and then how you post, but you do a lot of, uh, interactive posts. You do stuff like questions on, on, you know, I I absolutely love the stuff that you put because I, I get so much value out of not only the stuff that you actually put in there, but how I try to look at why you're doing, I try to re, I try to re-engineer your thinking on, okay, why, why is she putting this question out here? Why is she doing this? Uh, but it's to drive engagement. I mean, I, I, and I see it happening. It's, it's great to see your, your group grow and, and see all that stuff coming together. Now, I do want to talk about one of the new platforms. Okay. And that's Clubhouse. It's just coming out. Now, last year, you had a whole bunch of people that said, oh, we get to do Zoom. Yay, I get to do no pants. Yeah. See, <laughs> you don't know if I have pants on right now. Yeah, and, true. And then, and, <laughs> and, and then Clubhouse comes along and I'm going, yay, I don't have to wear anything. Yeah. <laughs> I can be naked. I, I don't have to shave. I don't have to do anything. So that, I mean, Clubhouse to me is just an all out, you know, it's audio only. But what are your, I, I, I truly wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, where do you see from a marketing standpoint, where do you see Clubhouse coming in? I see it as a very powerful tool, but not as a platform. I don't know if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so Clubhouse, for those of you who don't know, is an audio drop-in app only. So it's it's very much like listening to a podcast, but with several speakers and um, it's live. So then here are the things that I think are really interesting about Clubhouse. Um, like you said, audio only. So you can be anywhere at any time and be on Clubhouse. Um, it's live. So that means that some of the bigger names in whatever industry you're in that are on Clubhouse right now, um, it means that it can't be like their VA or their integrator or a team member on Clubhouse for them, speaking for them. It's literally them. They have to be there. So there's even like celebrities like Kevin Hart is on there or, you know, there's um, people that tons of people know, like the Shark Tank hosts. And what's interesting is that those people are really there. They're they're waiting to chime in on Clubhouse. Um, uh, so what happens is there are speakers so people can speak and it's it's essentially like a stage 
let me let me back up. There's a there's a hallway is what they're calling it. The hallway is where you can choose what room to go into. So there's different rooms with different subjects, different categories. You can click on a different room, jump into that room and listen in to people speaking live. Now there's a stage, which means that there are some moderators and some speakers. And those are the only people that are allowed to unmute themselves and speak. You won't even have the ability to speak if you don't have if you're not on stage, which means that if you are worried about jumping on, you don't want to talk or something like that, don't worry, because you can just jump on and listen every time you don't have to speak. Um, the moderators and people on stage, if if you want to see more of the content and the rooms that they're part of, you have to follow them. And so what happens is anytime you're on stage and anytime you're moderating something, people uh, follow you if you're if the stuff that you are providing to them is very valuable and entertaining and interesting and they want more uh, they want more from you they'll follow you here's another interesting thing about clubhouse is that you cannot connect inside the app for right now you know it's a new app so who knows what will happen but you can't connect inside the app besides following someone you have to connect outside the app so it's integrated with instagram and twitter so make sure that you have your bio filled out and that you have your Instagram or Twitter integrated with the app. So that way, if someone hears something you've said on stage or they take a look at your bio and they want to learn more about you, they can come find you on Instagram and connect with you there. And because of that, it's created this like massively beneficial uh, connection tool uh, within the app, outside the app. So it's like, you are creating these connections with people by listening to them, which is a very intimate way to get to know somebody is by listening to their voice and hearing what they have to say, hearing their opinion live on the spot. You can't take it back. You can't edit it out, you know. Um, and then secondly, they connect with you outside the app through Instagram or Twitter. And I think the most important thing that I'm learning from Clubhouse is that once you connect with somebody outside of the app, if someone comes and follows you. It's what you do with that connection the minute they come to your profile outside the app that makes the biggest difference. Like that's how you're going to hold on to these people. That's how they're going to stay connected with your content. Thanking them for coming by, thanking them for following you, seeing what kind of content they're interested in. It's what you do after the room is done. And after you connect outside of Clubhouse, that's the big differentiator between what I'm seeing on Clubhouse and um, what I'm seeing off of Clubhouse. See, there you go caring again. You get all, you, and then you go and you care and you, you say thank you. And you see, this is the stuff that I, I did. But yeah. yeah, I noticed the same thing. So I, my Instagram grew when I started and thanks, you, 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 you got me into the crack house. So now <laughs> it's, it's like, it's almost like Hotel California, you know, you, yeah. you can go there, but once you're in, you, you cannot leave. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, <laughs> that's another thing is one it of is things very I noticed. hard to get off of the platform because you just want to keep listening. You want to keep participating. So I always tell people yeah. set time limits on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gone in, in a few groups. I've, I've been on stage a few times. I've talked and I've had, I want to say close to 80 people from Clubhouse going and join my my Instagram. That's awesome. And they're they're and they're connecting. So I I see that as a phenomenal tool to actually 
get to know somebody yes. on there and then connect, which is completely different than what we normally do. We normally kind of connect on on the on the platform and then try to get to know someone. And this one's kind of kind of backwards. So I mm -hmm. I have noticed that uh, big time. Now I've got so sometimes it's very few, but sometimes I have what I call genius. Mm -hmm. ideas. So, okay. so I got, I got to run this by you. Tell me how, how genius this is. Okay. So I do these think and grow rich challenges where, uh, we just, it's basically like a, a challenge. So for seven days or 14 days, it's a challenge. Uh, and I'm also thinking about doing this for podcast. So we'll, we'll do this for, for podcasts. Uh, if I'm going to run an episode uh -huh. and for instance, uh, when our episode comes out, yeah. uh, what I want to do is on, do it on the, you know, launch the podcast. Uh, here's our episode. Uh, but then within like three to five days, do a clubhouse with that person that was on the podcast, have a room with them uh, and have Q&A. So people who listen to the show on the podcast can actually come into a room and actually have a Q&A on anything that was discussed within uh, uh, within the podcast. If they have questions for you, uh, they want to connect with you. Are you asking me to moderate a clubhouse room with you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. No, I think that's a brilliant idea, actually. Um, the one thing that is we should note about Clubhouse right now is that as of right now, when we're when we're doing this interview, it is only for Apple users. So um, yes. Android users or Google Pixel users, they can't jump onto that app yet. Um, that's about how apps are developed. It's actually like you have to create an entirely cloned different app for um, Android and Google users as you do for iOS. So usually they start how with much iOS. Do you, how, huh? how much do you think Apple is going to pay? How much do you think Apple is going to pay Clubhouse to keep it? Because <laughs> oh I'm telling you, there I, I, I personally know people who are jumping ship from Android to Apple because, because of, of Clubhouse. This? Wow. Because, because they want because they want to get on Clubhouse. Yeah, I have, no, I have so no I, predictions on that, but that's really interesting. <laughs> and I have been thanking myself for having an Apple device so far. So, um, but yeah, I think it's really, I think it's, um, that's a great idea. Obviously not everyone who listens to your podcast will be able to jump on to that Q and A Correct. call, right. but I absolutely think that's a phenomenal idea. Um, I think a big key to making that valuable to your guest is the growing popularity of your room. So as long as people are following you, as long as you're willing to ping people into that room, um, and it's not just the yeah. guest who would be pinging people into the room, that's like, right. that's one of the, you know, I know, I know you would never do that, but that's like, those are the disconnects that I see when people do virtual summits, Q and A calls, Facebook lives, like things like that. Like the more value you can bring with your audience to that person that you're interviewing, the better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to, I'm at least I'm going to try using it as a tool to do kind of Q and A's in rooms. And the yeah. nice thing about it, like for instance, if, if, uh, this, you know, let's say three weeks, we, you know, this, this podcast launched and then, uh, three days later we got on a, on a, on a room. The nice, to me, the nice thing about that is people that have not even listened to the podcast All right. will come in and now get introduced to the podcast, get introduced to you, get in. So I'm thinking as, as a, you know, kind of a weekly thing, you know, thinking big podcast club room where the, the, whoever was on that week is going to come in and uh, do a Q and A. And, and so every once in a while I have what I, think, what I think are good ideas, but you never know. It's a great Rarely, idea. Once a year. 
I give myself <laughs> at least once a year I can come up with a with a, with a good idea. Oh, good. Well, I'm so glad what... that you wasted your yearly good idea on me. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so before we wrap, and again, I, I, we got to get back to my one-on-one coaching. We, sure. we've we dived off. I've, I've got to get back to my one-on-one coaching. Okay. What are some of the, you know, posting, I don't know, ideas or philosophies that will drive, I don't know, engagement that will drive, you know, what are, because you do that on, on your group. You, you, you've got a great way to actually get people engaged, get us mm-hmm. talking, get us doing things. Uh, what are some of the ideas that you have on getting actual engagement within our social media? Um, I think that it boils down to setting a foundation that you are going to validate them. Like you are going to respond to them. Like you said, I reached out, like you can tell with our limited, you and I have been in a couple different group settings together before virtually, but you can, you and I don't know each other very personally. Like we're not, we haven't, we're not um, like super close friends or anything like that. And so, I mean, now we are, but we weren't before. So now what happens is when you were in my group before, before we had that connection, before we have been on each other's podcasts, um, you know that if you post something in my group, I'm probably going to answer it. Or if you had a question about something, it's not going to just sit there unanswered um, or it's only going to be answered by the other people in the group, not by me. Um, I set a precedent for the fact that I'm there and I'm going to be helpful to you. And if I can't be helpful to you, I'm going to tag someone else in the comments that could be helpful to you because, and that is the same as my Instagram. If I post something on Instagram and someone comments something to me, I'm going to make sure that I validate them in some way, comment back or keep the conversation going. And I think that's, that is where a lot of um, personal brands they, they think, you know, social media is like this afterthought or like this, this marketing tool, like advertising on TV or something. It's not the same thing. Um, social media is real life. And it people say social media is not real life. It's the highlight reel. Yeah, but you can use it as real life. And those are the accounts that have tons of engagement that sell tons of stuff. Those are the under realized and under, um, underestimated accounts in social media are the people that have 10,000 followers and are making buttloads of money because they are so connected with their audience that their audience will do whatever it takes to help them succeed and to be part of their lives. And that's what that is. Those are the people I work with are the people who truly care about their audience and who want to see them succeed. Dude, does that mean I spend 12 hours a day on social media? No, I actually don't. I don't spend that much time on social media a day. But if you ask some of my followers, they they would think I do. But that's because I've created a system for myself in order to make sure that I hit all of the things I need to hit on social media. Um, So the key to having successful social media and a social media that feels like a deep breath of fresh air and a hug and it feels like friends and it feels like you're sitting around a campfire or something that that type of social media is what you should aim for and that type of social media comes from engagement on your level it comes from keeping the conversation going from keeping conversations open with people from um, helping them explore their ideas about things from making friendships making connections and bonus points i'm not just talking about like woo woo stuff here the algorithm on instagram 
bases who it puts in front of you on what relationships it thinks you have with that person. So if it if Instagram believes that you have a relationship with somebody based on how much you're direct messaging each other, commenting on each other's posts, tagging each other, hearting each other, engaging with each other, then it's going to put your stuff in front of that person more often. So that makes me um, in intensely realize that we should be connecting with the people who follow us often, because if they're following you, that means you have the chance to be in front of them in their feed. So if you're connecting with them and building real relationships with them, then your stuff will always be in front of them. See, and that's the, I, I need to know that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so engage, See, so that, but it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes it sense because the people that I do that with, I see their stuff more often. Right. And, and it's, uh, yeah. And, and see, but, but I have to have someone tell me, I can't, I, I can't put two and two together all the time. <laughs> I see it happening, but I don't necessarily put two and two together and see now, now it makes, like, makes much more sense. Now there's something that I downloaded from you. I, I stole it from you. I went to your site. I got sure, it. Yeah. And it was really on, it, it was a buttload of really prompts, quality prompts. You, you call it quality prompts. I'm telling you that that is a fantastic document for anybody that's wanting to do anything. I, I went and got it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I need this. I need this. It, tell everyone about this, uh, about sure. that, that download, because it is a, a fantastic uh, piece. Yeah, that's my newest download, my newest free download. Um, it is a PDF and it's full of 100 high quality, engaging social media content ideas. So I would say it's different from other um, documents you've seen on on the web like that, because each content idea is a prompt. It's not um, it's not one content idea. Each bullet point in there is a content idea that can be used in like 12 different ways. Um, there is a lot to do with your more your values, a lot to do with people who make your business better. There's tons of different ideas in there that are are not just like, okay, talk about a throwback on Throwback Thursday. Talk, you know, it's not just it's not the stuff that you've always heard before. And it really, really narrows in on building relationships using social media and those types of high quality posts that will let your customers and audience get to know you better and trust you more. And that I mean, I, I'm going to be using that for. I, I can probably use that for a year. That's, just taking that was bits the and idea. I wanted people to, because that's <laughs> the thing I hear the most is, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to post. I don't even know where to start. So I was like, if I can eliminate that part piece of the puzzle for you for free and just like give you that as something to get you started, then we have so much more that we can build off of that. Because that's what, what do it, what should I post is, you know, it drives me crazy when I see like courses out there that are like, let me teach you what to post. You know, that's like, I want you to just have that. I want you to be able to build on that because there's so much more to it than that. And that's the starting point. That's the foundation. And you should be able to have that. So that's why I created that resource. And we'll definitely, yeah, I'll have, I'll give you that link and you can stick that in the show notes. I'll put that in the show notes. And, you know, before we, before we go, you know, I've, I've followed you for, I'd say a good year and a half possibly even two years, Maybe, uh, yeah. you know, with, with our connections with like Mike and, and stuff, Mike Kim and stuff. And I've noticed in the last, and, and from a good side, I've always thought of you as a kind of a branding person mm -hmm. because the stuff that you do, I, I know it's social media and stuff, but I, I really see it as building 
true personal brands of, of who we are as entrepreneurs, as as you know, coaches. As, so I've I've seen that. And for a while, you were doing a lot of stuff on social media. You know, social media inside and out, and that mm-hmm. was your that was your thing. And I've noticed, maybe it's just me, but I've noticed over the last, I'd say six months, eight months, that you're starting to. S- see a lot more of your, I'm seeing a lot more of your branding side as well as your social media side. And I absolutely love that because the way that you brand is, is to me, it's the perfect way, especially for, I'm not Nike. I'm not Apple. Right. I'm not Coca-Cola. I need to learn how to brand the what I do, my coaching, my, and, and the stuff that you do and the way that you teach it has, has been phenomenal. But I, I don't know if you've purposely made a change over the last, you know, eight months or so, but I've noticed a change on, again, really focusing on, on, on that personal brand. And I hate to even say a brand because we are the brand, but building on us as a person on how we can, how I can present myself better to my clients. Yeah. And, and to me that that's brand new. So I've, I've noticed that and I've, I love it. And, uh, have you made a, a, a directional change on say, Hey, I'm going to stick more on uh, go to a lot on, on branding because uh, to me that's, I've always seen that, but it's always been technical stuff. And, and now I'm seeing the true, yeah. I think I'm seeing the, the true Lauren on, on what's driving. Cause you've been doing this stuff, whether it was with your you know record company and the brick and mortar, you've been branding for a long time long time. Yeah. So I really was always very much in this lane, but what I, what I did intentionally and thank you to our friend, Mike too, for helping me with this so many years ago now. (laughs) Um, but I really wanted, I, one, I'm very nerdy about social media. I love social media. It's one of the things that I'm, I love learning about. So it was a natural fit. But a lot of times when you talk to branding and marketing consultants um, or personal branding consultants, they know all of the bones of everything and they know like um, the strategy and they're really good with strategy. But the piece of the puzzle that's missing is social media. They a lot of people don't understand social media because they never either had the time to learn it or it wasn't super interesting to them at first. And now it's such a huge part of our lives, but it's too hard to go back and learn all of the intricacies of it. So the angle I took on personal branding and personal brand strategy and marketing strategy is that if you want personal brand strategy and you want marketing strategy and you want um, a, you want direction and focus with your personal brand, I am the personal brand consultant who also happens to know everything about different social media platforms and happens to like it a lot. So I'm going to make it fun for you. So if it's one of your goals that you would like to use social media as a really consistent and useful tool, and you don't want to just buy followers and ruin your engagement forever, I am the person who will help you get there um, with your personal brand strategy. So yeah, I have made that intentional switch to start talking much more about my coaching efforts and much more about my consulting and strategy side of my business. Um, But now people know that I am that person who can help them with that. But I also know about social media and that gives me a little bit of an edge. So that's a little bit of my, my journey through my own personal brand and how I've been intentional about putting that out there to the public. And I've, I've, and I, I, I a hundred percent, you know, I have, I have guests on the, on this podcast that 
I don't know that well. I, mm -hmm. you know, authors, you know, people who've done great things. And I absolutely love talking, talking with them. Uh, but I have been truly following you for a couple of years and I can tell, and, and the stuff you, I vouch hundred percent vouch for everything that you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, and people listening, uh, you know, all the listeners, uh, her podcast, it's not the fake, it's called the real. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fake. It's real personal brand. It's a little bit of a play on words. I don't know if you, yes. if you caught it, but it's, it's, you can either say it's the real personal branding podcast or it's the real personal branding podcast. So I don't know if you, if you caught that, but there's kind of a double meaning there because I really like to get deep into what makes a person genuine and what their personal brand business is built on. Yeah. That's been, and it's kind of like, let's eat grandma yeah. or let's eat grandma. Yeah. <laughs> It's all on, a combo. it depends on how how you say it, yeah. <laughs> and then also your your you know the the tips. Everyone, I'm going to put all this all the links in uh, within the show notes. Uh, also, if you are at all interested in learning about you know uh, social media and, and and branding and stuff, your Facebook group. I'm going to put the link up there. Again, I'm not a I'm not a branding person. I'm not a social media person. But the stuff I learn on your podcast and and the connections I make, I've made some wonderful connections. Bob, I, Bob, I've made some wonderful, con Bob, I've made some absolute fantastic connections on yeah. your side. It seems like everyone there just truly cares. And it's, it's a great place to, a great place to go. And obviously your Instagram account, it, it kills it. Uh, don't look at mine. Mine's, see, that's the thing. I, mine's hodgepodge. You look at it and I've got a dog picture here and a quote here and there's no, yours is all nice and pretty and you, you'd be you'd be surprised flows. at how lax I am with my own social media, my own um, Instagram account. But really, what I when I get worked up about it, or I'm like, oh, this doesn't look right, or maybe this is maybe this isn't the right timing to post this. I just think to myself that the people that are there following me are there because they want to hear from me and they want they want to be part of my life. And I think if you think like that, you switch your thinking to thinking more about that when it comes to what you're posting. You're it doesn't matter how hodgepodge your profile is, as long as it is delivering to your audience what they need to see from you. Oh, well, thank you again. I, I, I truly appreciate you taking the time out and doing a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with yeah. me that I've recorded for a podcast. But I know everyone's going to get so much value out of this. It's uh, Again, I can't stress enough to everyone, go and, and check uh, Lauren out. Uh, she's got some absolutely fantastic things, truly cares about her uh, her tribe, her customers, her friends. She she really does. So go and check her out. And again, thank you so much for spending the time with uh, with us today. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. And that Facebook group, if, if anyone is wondering or if they don't see the link, it's called Understanding Social Media Marketing for Entrepreneurs. I tried to make it as easy as possible to get what I needed to get across. So um, thank you so and much for having it, me on the show. This is yeah. This has been wonderful. Uh, again, thank you so much. And who knows, once this airs, we might be on a on a clubhouse. We definitely will. Anybody has any other questions? Doing a Q and A. Never yeah. just throwing it out there. Let's do it. My 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 one that was that was my one and only genius idea for 2021. <laughs> I'm I'm good for the rest of the year. I, I don't have to have any other ideas for the rest of the year. Right. So you, again, thank you, you so much. <laughs> and we will uh, we will talk soon. All right. Sounds good. I want to thank Lauren so much for being on the show today. And if you enjoyed listening to this, please take a second and rate the show on iTunes. 
every podcaster is going to tell you that iTunes reviews drives listeners to our shows. So please let me know your thoughts, good or bad, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast using your favorite player. Until next week, remember to always think big.